Okay, I was about to say, I guess we just weren't meant to talk about Tall Girls today. <laughs> but I don't care, because we are going to. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is going to stop me from talking about this movie. <laughs> and you shouldn't no, let it. No, absolutely not. Here, let's talk about Tree from The Masked Singer. <laughs> Tree? Tree. I... I don't care who is Tree, but I want Tree to win. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's arguably the worst costume ever. <laughs> but I but it's also the best. It looks like the Syracuse tree, but tinsel this time. The Syracuse tree? Yeah, like Syracuse's mascot. Mm, yes, I understand that. Isn't it reference. a tree? Yeah. I I made a sports reference. I know you weren't ready. I, and a rare sports reference that I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that the Mass Singer is something that's very important to the both of us because it's one of the more bonkers shows I've ever seen in my entire life. So good. I don't know. I think it's very fun. I like it. Anyway, watch the Mass sing- yeah. Singer for Tree and then also Egg. <laughs> and maybe Wait, I haven't seen Egg. Oh, there's I Egg. I haven't seen Egg. There's one called Thingamaj- Thingamajig, which is just, like, monster, but skinnier now. Where did you find this? Like, how have you seen them? On the Mass Singer Twitter, of course. Where else? Oh, right. Do you follow it? <laughs> of course. Okay, well, good. I'm saying, it's, I like it, but, like, first of all, Jenny McCarthy fucking sucks. I hate hearing her voice. So yeah, that, like, awful. brings it down. And then Robin Thicke is also annoying. He's also and bad. And Ken Jong's not that funny in it. So it's really mm-hmm. just me liking Nicole Scherzinger and then the, co- the contestants. A lot of time um, when we were watching it, we would just kind of fast forward through the judges and whatever they were saying. Because at the end of the day, none of it matters. Yeah, it's all audience vote. And Jenny McCarthy's saying dumb shit. I just liked when Joel McHale kept showing up. <laughs> this is going to be such a fun episode because we're so high energy right now. Oh, it'll get better once we start. Once we start talking about my new favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. Alright, oh wait, nope. Uh, hello, little dippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and welcome to another episode of One Star, a bad movie podcast, where we talk about bad movies with uh, one celebrity in them. Uh, I'm Lauren. And I'm 6'6! Six, six! <laughs> Just had to make that clear. Yes, this episode we're talking about uh, the new Netflix movie, Tall Girl, which, as of recording, came out two whole days ago. Yeah, we had to push our whole schedule back because we were like, this has to happen and this has to happen right now. So there may be some further episodes uh, where we reference, (laughs) where we talk about things that are very clearly happened before this, but um, uh, it's fine. You guys will understand because it's Tall Girl. It's Tall Girl. And, oh, my brother wanted to have his two cents in already. Oh, what's his, what's Tyler have to say? <laughs> you should have gotten it, too. Oh, wait, did he text us? 
Yeah, he said, just realized Quinn is tall and Lauren is a girl. It really makes you think. <laughs> How and, tall are you? I was going to say, and I am a uh, a tall girl, so I have some skin in the game. How I tall am, are you? Yeah, I don't I'm 5'10". Okay, yeah. My mom's 5'11". And when I was talking to her about this movie, she was like recounting her bullying experiences from being tall. Yeah, that's something I want to talk about because um, the general idea of this movie is very ridiculous in the fact that that's why this girl's bullied. But it's also like, not really. <laughs> Were you bullied at all for being tall? No, but it definitely like affected a lot of things um, growing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. My- so I, it's not completely far-fetched i'll say that yeah my mom said she was either ignored or people called her lurch sometimes oh that's so mean i know to be fair my mom was a total geek in high school and that <laughs> oh. makes it okay to bully people <laughs> so she deserved to be bullied is what absolutely for sure 100 um, percent. yeah so we that's a good point. Is like one, we're both tall. Quinn is significantly taller than than me, but I am a tall girl. Like I'm tall um, enough where it's like part of my personality. Yeah. Like, like you, you said at the beginning, you're, on the you're edge. what six six. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- our friend of the podcast, Molly Haynes, calls me a white. <laughs> a what? <laughs> a height supremacist. <laughs> I almost just said the real thing. <laughs> oh my god um so have you felt discriminated well it's different because you're a man that's what yodi says throughout the film yodi um because it it definitely it is weird because basically this whole conceit of the movie is that people Make fun of her because she's a tall girl. She is the tall girl, and no one wants to date her, and she can't date someone that's shorter than her. Um, which is like a thing that, I mean, some people it exists. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely feel weird about it because Here, of societal norms. I want to clear up how to properly bully a tall person, though. Sure. Because <laughs> they go about it all the wrong way. First of all, the whole how's the weather up there thing, no one has ever said that to a person unironically. Yeah, every time I've heard it, it was definitely, like, as a joke. Yeah, the only people who say that are, like, your friends who are, like, making fun of the fact that that's a thing that people are supposed to say, but nobody actually ever says that. So that... right. And by the t- five minutes of this movie, it's been said to her like seven times. And I'm like, this is, that's where the realism was lost already for me as a height, heighted individual. In one of her first monologues too, she does say like, oh, people call you LeBron, but like LeBron's not one of the tallest basketball players. Yeah. I, I do not think when I asked to think of tall people, LeBron would never enter my head. No. Uh, Magic Johnson, Kareem, uh, Yao Ming, Yao Ming. Yeah, that's a, there's that's a, more a lot of taller people than LeBron James. I mean, he's still tall. You might be taller than him, though. Honestly, I want to say he's six three. We gotta find out. I'm gonna look it up right now. 
But it is a hundred percent true. Where oh, anytime fuck, I meet six, a new eight. person, oh shit! I guess okay, I take tall. everything back of what we just <laughs> did. He, he, but well, see, a lot of he times, doesn't have a tall personality. No, and a lot of times with stuff like that, they do over exaggerate. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, he's able to talk about other things, so he's not really like tall on the inside. No, he doesn't have the personality of a tall person. <laughs> One of us true uh, heightened down people, it's all we can think about. It occupies our every thought. Yeah. And I will say, almost, like, if I meet a new person, especially if they're, like, like, as I was growing up, especially, they would always ask me if I play basketball. Every oh. single time. It's still to this day. All the time. And I'm like... Do you just mean, like, do I play basketball just, like, for fun sometimes? Like, what even is that question now? I'm not in school. Like, <laughs> are you asking me if I, like, have hobbies? I haven't I haven't had it since I was in school. I got it a lot in school, and then I would say, no, I don't. And then they were like, oh, okay, volleyball? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, look at the rest of me. I'm obviously not fucking athletic. <laughs> but then I would always be like swimming, and then they'd be like, "Oh, I bet you you can use your height for swimming." I'm like, "Uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I, I I used to go with, uh, "Oh yeah, I can't really jump." That was my thing to like <laughs> end the conversation about if I played basketball. But that has been something that has annoyed me my entire life. Is you play basketball? That's uh, that's no. truly the worst question to ask a tall person. The weather up there. Whatever. It's reached irony. Do I play basketball? Infuriating. Yeah. Do not fucking ask. <laughs> so there you go. That's how to pop properly bully a tall person. So that's what... But, like, watching this movie, it did bring back a lot of those, like, high school memories of that kind of stuff. I was never always... I wasn't um, the tallest person, though. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always other taller people, and either... I wasn't, like... There wasn't, like, one tall girl, um, like this movie insinuates, uh, for this school. Yeah, so there wasn't like it was like, either. No, I wasn't, like, singled out, but it definitely did affect uh, some aspects of my life. Like, I mean, dating and stuff like that. Because it is societal norms. Uh, the The man is supposed to be taller than the woman in straight relationships, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was popular. Been... We've been through this, so I, I don't have any. <laughs> you were prom king, um, but it is something where, like, I um, when I meet someone that is taller than me, I like immediately notice it. Oh, I notice hate that? anyone taller than me. I despise them because, <laughs> like, if you're taller than me, what do I have going for me now? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Have you? How many people have you met that were taller than you? Like, well, one of my uncles is taller than me, but that—that's—that's oh. that's a family exception, so we can let that slide. Other than that, I, I don't know a few. I, and I'm, I'm kidding. I know mostly, <laughs> but like, I—I I would prefer it if you did stand far away from me. <laughs> but there's like, I've. Just growing up, I was always, like, one of the, like, the tallest ones of all my friends. And, like, a lot of, um, like, to the point where I remember in high school we were hanging out with, like, someone who didn't really hang out with us too much. But then they were with us. um, And 
I was standing, we were like buying our movie tickets, and then I looked over. I was like, oh shit, he's taller than me. <laughs> it's like it's like something that I like recognize, and that didn't happen again for me until um, standing next to Quinn. <laughs> when I was like, oh shit, they're taller than me, and like one person at work, but that's like three different times when that's happened. I'm and happy to, for, but for the most part, I'm taller than a lot of people. I'm happy to bring that into your life for you. You're welcome. It is like a. And I, I will say it is like a moment of joy when I realize that someone is taller than me. <laughs> but I have, my mom makes me do it all the time, like getting things from the top shelf. Um, I've had people ask me at work to like get stuff for them that's too high for them to reach, like constantly. Oh, see, I love having to do that for my mom because she likes to be all like, I'm tall. And then I like, since me and my brother are both taller than her, even though she's tall too. It, it it feels good to make my mom feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom is short, so I don't have that same uh, resemblance, I guess. Not resemblance, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Interesting to point out that it is um, something that we can relate to. Well, like, I have worn, like... For dances and stuff, my date was always shorter than me, and I would always wear, like, very little heels because mm. of it. And not like, that I wear heels normally because I'm not coordinated enough for that. But. Another thing is she's 6'1", which is tall. It's not that tall. But, like, today especially, it's not that tall. No. Like, I'm 5'10". She's, like, three inches taller than me. Well, That's I, not a lot. I, I noticed... Uh, I looked at a, a bunch of the cast heights, and almost nobody was other than her was, and the other tall guy was like over five seven. Well, that's what I want to point out. They've so clearly found, they found their tall girl, and they found the Swede guy, and they're like, we need to find the shortest actors possible to surround these people. <laughs> and the the way they shoot her is as if they're. The same way they shot, like, Godzilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It's like they shoot her from the lowest angle, angle, angle possible, and then they have all the extras, like, stand way in the far back to look even smaller. So she ends up looking, like, 6'10 in certain shots. There is, there, in a lot of the movies, she does seem like a gigantic monster compared to everyone else. Which is what they were going for, but is not how the world works. Unless, like, in New Orleans, people are normally very short. <laughs> See, that's the other weird... Because, like, we're, she's supposed to be, like, the a kind of ugly, uncool girl. But she's one good haircut away from being a straight-up supermodel. Exactly. So that's what's so ridiculous about it. I like that... Um, Apparently their casting call was for girls over 5'10", 5'10 and over, so I could have been the titular tall girl. <laughs> you could have been tall girl. If they would have used someone under six feet, I would have lost it. <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> like, that's what, like, you can't, she had to have been over six foot. I don't know why they, maybe they didn't think they made girls over six foot. <laughs> Can you imagine if the movie's, like, tall girl and the tallest they could find is, like, ten half, 
five ten and a half. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. It, it would have been so dumb. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's why it's like it's ridiculous, but it's also like I don't know. It's not completely far fetched. Yeah, it, of, a, of a premise. Yeah, it's just it's still. As in, I think we're discovering most high school movies. The bullying is just so next level. It's cartoonish. Yeah. To the point where it's like, that wouldn't hurt your feelings because there's just, they're like literally playing a caricature. Yeah. Uh, But I honestly, I did love this movie. I thought it was very fun. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was had the strangest dichotomy of being <laughs> right. a terrible script and bad acting mostly but the director the production designer those are the and the cinematographer those are the three I want to shout out specifically turns out are pretty good at and pretty talented people so they know what they're doing it's this weird thing where the movie's actually really pretty and good looking and has some really cool shots and like the backgrounds like, the interiors of all the houses, I was obsessed with. They were all so cool. Mm-hmm. But then you, you, need- have, you have a guy saying Yodi a bunch. And so it's, <laughs> it really doesn't match up in your head. It's real strange watch. And I, until I turned on um, captions towards the end, thought that the Sweden guy's name was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> they, say, they say it real quick all the time. And I'm, I'm like... He never quite caught it. Because his name is Stig. S-T-I-G. Stig. Stig. But every time they said it, it sounded like Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there were some parts that I just thought were very legitimately very funny. What's... And we'll get into it. Well, we'll get there, yeah. One, Sabrina Carpenter's performance in this movie is fantastic. She's definitely the best character. She definitely stands out. Like, this is another one where we have, like, one celebrity and then kind of two, like, pseudo-celebrities. I think why I just heard Steve Zahn respect, and I will not allow you to do that on this podcast. I'm sorry, what? You just disrespected Steve, Steve Zahn in front of me, and... Disrespected? Yeah. Were you not... Was he not the pseudo-celebrity? Oh. No, he wasn't. I wasn't including him. Oh. To me, the, the like, celebrity I was gonna say is Angela from The Office. With, like, Steve Zahn is also... I love him. So he was... They were gonna be the two names for me. Oh, mine was... Angela's the celebrity, and then the two... I mean, there's a difference between the celebrity and my celebrity. That's true. We we, we have niche tastes. Yes. If you haven't figured um, that out by now. My celebrity is Griffin Gluck. <laughs> Which It was Who kind of in... disappointing to see him in this. I know. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, buddy. Because um, he was in American Vandal in a just a perfect TV show. Especially the first season. Yes. I like the second Um, enough, but the first season is perfect. Yes, it has zero flaws. Yeah. Um, So I 
I I think his presence helped me watch it. But See, he I, have I think I hated his character the most. Oh, absolutely a complete piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it was him, I was like, well, it, you know. It helps. And then Sabrina Carpenter was going to be my other pseudo. Is is I didn't know that that was a famous person. She's like a singer and stuff. She's in... Oh, um, really? Yeah. She was in Girl Meets World. Oh. My <laughs> um, bad. <laughs> so I more of like just know about her. Okay. Um, she was in The Hate You Give. Uh, Bunch of stuff she's I have seen. She's, um... Oh, apparently was in an episode of Orange is the New Black. I didn't know that. Um, but she... Um, is a singer, so... Okay. She, and she's full-on the best part of this movie. She's absolutely fantastic in this movie. She's a lot um, of fun. Even though it's kind of weird at parts when the whole message is like, love yourself, be tall, be who you are. And then there she is like, I need to lose weight, I can't eat carbs. So that always felt like a little gross and strange to me. There's a lot of parts where... I I don't know... I still can't tell what the message that this movie was going for. Was it love yourself? Or was it accept love from someone who you don't like? <laughs> I, th- I took the message as always be prepared. <laughs> always carry a milk crate. Just in case. <laughs> I don't know. Because it's... It's supposed to be, like, a positive message, like, you're you're beautiful the way you are, but it's also, like, she still needs validation from a man. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, that sister thing never really gets resolved. We're just left with her hating herself with her allergies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, you can't solve your height or your allergies, apparently. You just have to learn to love all of you. Yeah. Or maybe the message was, even if you have allergies, you can be Miss Teen Louisiana. <laughs> even even if you're sneezing. Maybe that's what we were supposed to get from it. Alright, so should we get through the movie? Uh, sure. I uh, One more thing, because so, since we brought up Louisiana, I'll say it now, because it's a okay. good time to comment on it. To me, it was just really weird to have a movie set in New Orleans... Yet, most of the cast is white. And the person who is not... Two of the people that aren't white are, like, barely in it. Yeah. It just... It it felt really off to me. And even the extras. Yeah. Like, everyone at this school was white. They found the whitest school in Louisiana. (laughs) And, like, I did like some of, like, the cultural touches put into it. It, But there weren't enough. That that made it feel like more a little more special. Like again, credits to the, like the director and these people because there really were some nice touches to it. Because at first it's like feeling setting in New Orleans makes it feel like that's going to come into play somehow. Because mm-hmm. it's such like a just a significant iconic city, and it doesn't. But I liked how they sort of let New Orleans. Oh no, I'm not going to say it that way. They like just put little touches on it to make it more special than just, like, taking place in any town USA. Yeah. Like, making a choice there. Yeah. Like, the uh, the parade was fun. Yeah. That's about it, though. 
And it's like a weird, and the, very small detail, but like just the setup, uh, the way that the houses are, you can uh, tell that that's in a busy metropolitan city like that. Specifically New Orleans, because houses yeah. aren't like that anywhere else. And then the escape room, which looks so fun, and I would love to do it. Yeah. Oh like my god, set, I love escape the, rooms. The um, design, like the set designer, did a fantastic job. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the cast and crew, or not the cast, the crew was great. The writer, cats, two don't of know. them, were good. The two cats. The cast, two were. Oh good. yeah, two of them. Uh, who was the other one though? I said two. Well, but I okay. think it's just Sabrina. <laughs> like Sabrina was great, but. I guess the main, it's not that anyone was bad, or except, like, the main girl. Yeah, she just And honestly, to me, Griffin Gluck wasn't great. He wasn't good either. Yeah. He was the one I think I counted, because I just love him. But That's he wasn't, fair. he wasn't bringing anything special to the table. Except for his impressions at lunch. <laughs> Which, I, I love, I love that scene, and I really think it was, they were like, he's like, I can do impressions, and they're like, write that in. <laughs> He was like, hey, I'm, like, a funny and talented person. Do you want to, like, utilize that at all? And they're like, eh. <laughs> Fine, like, no. for 30 seconds in one scene. Shut up and drink your milk. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we get into the plot of this movie? Um, I think that's it for now. The rest are more on specific moments. So we start off with her reading a book in the library um, and someone across on a table across from her is reading the exact same book, um, and it just happens to be about alienation uh, and just the general plot of the movie, um, of course. But they're sitting a full like table apart and they're having a conversation in the library. Like, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my next note is this is too relatable because there is a part where. So they're talking, and he, like, goes to kind of, like, ask her out or whatever, and then she stands up, and he realizes that... This part was the... The um, the camera work was funny here. Um, where, like, he realizes how tall she is. And it was very clearly shot, like you said earlier, like, a Godzilla-type thing. That, that shot was, like... It's, like, one of the ones where the character's, like, talking about the villain and like turns around and is like oh, he's right behind me isn't it and turns around and, like the villain's like lurking over them yeah that's what that exact shot is um and then he realizes that she's really tall and he's like never mind and he runs away and that's when I wrote down this is too relatable <laughs> um and then she says she's six foot one and a half and, and a we half. get like a that's an important half and a half what, and then what, we get like a Every half inch counts when you're getting t talking tall people. It's very important <laughs> to us. We care. Um, and then we get this, like, she does a weird, like, monologue. It kind of is bookended by a weird little monologue that she does. And she's talking about how um, her dad really cares about her being tall. And then it's like, it flashbacks to like them in a doctor's office and the dad is freaking out because she was three years old and four feet tall. That's terrifying. 
that is like, there's no way. I honestly, I support the dad gets annoying later because he's like point, too concerned. But at that point, the mom wasn't concerned enough. <laughs> I'm looking up the average height for a three year old, and it is 37 inches. So, what is that? As if I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's in 12, right? Yeah. So three feet. A little above three feet. And like, but when you're, when you're that short, like feet is a lot. Yeah, to be an entire foot taller than the average, that's concerning. I don't know. I also, but like with like children to me, they all start to blend together when you tell me a three-year-old, I'm envisioning, like, one that can't walk yet. <laughs> um, yeah, that ain't, that ain't true. That ain't right. <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I don't surround myself with children. They terrify me. So I really have no context for this. And then the dad tries to, um, he wants to put her on a pill that is proven to stunt girls' growth. And I don't get why the dad's, like, so convinced that this girl is going to die. That is brought up later, but yeah. Is it true that we are more likely to die of heart disease? Yes. <laughs> My heart is at risk at any given moment. That is true. But, but he's worried, like, he's worried in a weird way. But yeah, it's like... I'm still, it, like, it doesn't happen until you're, like, 40 or something. Yeah, not 16. And honestly, let her die at 40 be the t while being the tallest woman in the world. That's an achievement, you know? Yeah, you still in the record books. I just think it was weird that he's like, this pill is proven to stunt women or girls' growth. But it's like, well, is that the purpose of the pill? <laughs> Or is that a side effect of it? That's, it's this weird pill that they would create. To make people shorter. Yeah. But also it's like if you, wanted, if you wanted to be shorter, just like have her do gymnastics. That stunts your growth. <laughs> <laughs> but then there is a funny moment where the doctor is like, yeah, that pill stunts growth in females, but it also can cause infertility. And he turns around to his three-year-old daughter and says, Do you even want kids? <laughs> that was that was one of the parts where I was like, Okay, that was very funny. But it was like still at the point where I'm like, But I can't tell how on purpose it was. You know I, what it, I mean? It was definitely supposed to be a joke. But to me, it was like, This feels like intrusive. Yeah. It was like at that point, I'm like, I haven't got, understood the humor of this movie yet. So it kind of just was, like, a little alarming. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was funny. Honestly, this movie, in a lot of places, remind me of Insatiable. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I could only get through, like, half an episode of Insatiable, to be fair. It was terrible. I haven't even tried. But it had, like, a similar vibe in a lot of places. I haven't seen it to connect it. The shoe thing is very relatable. I have uh that exact issue. I've had to order socks online because they didn't carry my size of socks in store. I haven't come across that, but yeah, I do... It's not great. <laughs> I can't go buy shoes at a store. 
Yeah, me neither. I don't even try anymore. No, I don't try. I used to be able to at Payless, and then they all closed down, so. Hey, for all our Quentin Tarantinos, let's tell everyone her shoe sizes. <laughs> I'm deaf not. Um, it's not as big as, she says that it's 13 men's. men's is what she wears, and my feet are not that big, but. I'm a, I'm um, a size 15 men's, but also wide. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, so I can see why that would be an issue for a girl. And she I, has to wear. She specifically says my thirteen, my size thirteen Nikes multiple times. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm just strolling down the hallway in my size thirteen men's Nikes, all white, denim jumpsuit. <laughs> she loved that denim jumpsuit. I know. Like that's the other thing. They're like, you need a makeover, and I'm like, she's fashionable. I'm so confused. The jumpsuit's cool. All they did was just like, hey, stop wearing hoodies and wear the sweater instead. Boom, you're different. You're so much better. Mm. Mm. And that's when I wrote, they got, they got the shortest people possible to be in this movie. Yeah, and especially because I get weird. I'm sorry, I'm still on my feet. I get weird when my toes are like cramped at all. Like, I need them to be... I, I call it, like, foot claustrophobic. Like, nowhere else, I don't care. But, like, if my feet are, like, in a tight space or cramped at all, I get really anxious. So it's really hard for me to have these huge feet and then find stuff that doesn't make me feel like I'm having a panic attack. So do you need just, like, the biggest, uh, do you always just look for the biggest shoe size? Uh, like, a, a 15, 15 and a half is good, but it's, shoes aren't as bad as the socks. I need a nice loose sock. Mm. Do you prefer wearing a sock or being barefoot? Barefoot. Oh, mm. if I could wear sandals every single day, I would. I do not like wearing socks at all, ever. But it gets cold, so <laughs> you get stuck. I love a good long sock. <laughs> Mm-mm. They, I hate wearing socks so much, but I have to a lot of the time. Yes, for most most shoes. Yeah, it's really hard. It's a hard life. You don't understand. Where's my movie, Sock Guy? <laughs> Tall Girl Two, Sock Guy. <laughs> it's what the people want. <laughs> I'm here for it. Anything else about feet before we move on? I, I mean, I could go on, but I'll stop. <laughs> um, the next note I have is, oh, okay, so the mom bullies the older daughter and the dad bullies the tall one. Every, pa- every parent needs to be mean to at least one of the kids. It needs to be balanced. Otherwise, it's just not fair. Yeah. Because the mom uh, very clearly has installed this internal issue with the younger daughter who does pa- uh, pageants who is um, Sabrina Carpenter um, that she is um, not skinny enough and also unrelated she has a lot of allergies for some reason yeah if you really think about it this movie is a commentary on how to deal with the trauma installed in yourself from your parents from a very young age yeah that seems to be what this movie is completely about because her dad that is the is biggest factor. So mean to her about her height for so long. It's like, how is she supposed to be confident of when course. you like are ready to like make her infertile? 
Yeah, of course she's gonna, like, internalize that shit. Like, come on. Come um, on but Steve, I did write in all caps, sneeze that. into your elbow, because Sabrina Carpenter kept sneezing into her hands, and I was like, ugh, gross. <laughs> oh, and then my next note is, um... Cesarean scars aren't even bad. Oh, my, this was the most, out of all the bad lines, cringy lines, I think this was the worst. I um, can agree, because it was not necessary, even a little bit. No, not at all. So, short guy, short king, <laughs> Griffin Cluck, <laughs> um, is yet also, again... What's his name? Dunker? Dunkers. No, that was the Swedish guy's nickname. I forget his real name. Dunkerman? Dunk something Dunkerman, yeah. So he's like make it sexually harassing Jody again. As he does every day, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't get into that relationship. We should introduce that first. Okay. <laughs> if you insist. I thought you were going to. Oh no, you want to. This is you. So we're introduced to Jody is the tall girl. And we're introduced to Jody's two friends. Um, one friend and one predator. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a fashionista. And um, Griffin Gluck, who has been obsessed with her. And every day he hits on her um, and tries to get her to go out with him. Um, and she's still friends with him for some reason. It's real gross. And then a foreign exchange student from Sweden comes in named Stieg, and he's really tall and hot, and, um, and he lives that's with, where we're at. He lives with Dunkelman. Yeah, they haven't announced that yet, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but so he's like, here's the pitch. You get with a tall guy. He gets you pregnant. You have a monster baby. The, you need a C-section. And then you're scarred and disfigured for life. And it's like... He was like... Holy crap. He was like, that large scar, like, um... It ruins your perfect stomach or, like, something he said along those lines. And it's like... And it was very unnecessary. Why do you hate people who have C-sections so much? It's a really normal thing. It's very normal, and it's a lot... Of times, almost all of the times, a matter of life and death, whether it's the mom or the baby. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I've seen, like, things on Twitter that they're, like, mom groups who, like, don't consider moms who have had C-sections real moms and stuff like that. Like, they, they yeah, haven't technically given birth. Like, what the fuck are wrong with people? But here's also the thing. Um, those scars used to be very intrusive and they are not anymore yeah they're just a scar above like right on your bikini line which is actually a scar that i have for another reason i did not have a baby (laughs) um and i'm not gonna go into it uh but it's not that bad i swear yeah if anything we're anti-birth on this podcast yeah there's too many damn kids as anyway oh i meant (laughs) okay okay okay. i'm sorry we're back on the same page (laughs) too many damn kids yeah in the first place overpopulation uh it's a big deal but But yeah the scar is not an issue if you have to have one just cut it out just cut that baby out come on 
Cut it out. Like uh, the great Dave Coulier says, just cut it out. I'm sorry, it's not a reference I have. The guy from Full House? Yeah, I, I, Full House isn't really that Ugh. big of a reference for me. That makes me sad. <laughs> like, I've seen it, and then I tried to watch Fuller House, and I've never hated a TV show more. You well, know that's this. Yeah. Fair. Um, but Jimmy Gibbler, uh, 100%. We're not, this isn't the Fuller House podcast. <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've talked about Jimmy Gibbler on too many podcasts. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, anyways, he makes that weird, very harsh stance against cesarean sections for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then we meet her biggest bully. What's her name? Mm, Liz? I guess I could look it up. Yeah, it's, no. It's Kimmy. Oh. Liz is the gluten-free girl. Oh, right, right, right. So then we meet Kimmy. And for some reason... Okay, here's a question. Why is everyone in this movie bilingual? Oh, yeah, Griffin was. Or Dunkelman was. Yeah, Dunkelman's speaking was. Japanese. Kimmy speaks every language. <laughs> yeah. Stieg is obviously... Yeah, it's, a foreign exchange if, if she speaks that many languages, why are you wasting your time bullying the tall girl? You should be, like, working for the UN by now. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yep, that's all I had to say. Um, and then she hits on Stieg, and Stieg's into it because she's popular and hot. Um, but then we... Then we're introduced to the fact that Stieg is sitting at... Is um, staying with Dunkelman. Um, <laughs> he calls him the Jumbo Swede. He, oh, that was one of the most mind blowing my things to me, though. That someone's mom would have a foreign exchange student stay with them and just straight up not tell her kid. What? Oh, that's just not how it works at all. <laughs> that's horrible parenting to and just then like have... force your kid to live with somebody for a year. And basically. The the foreign exchange student goes to school, and then it's when they're, like, leaving, that's when Dunkelman finds out, because they're getting in the car, and he's in there, and they're like, oh, we wanted to be, we wanted to surprise you, and it's like, well, how did you get to school? And what a horrible surprise that a stranger's living with us for a whole year. Um, did you ever have a foreign exchange student at your school? Yeah, I was friends with a bunch of them. Yeah, we had a few too. My senior year especially, we were we were friends with them. Yeah, shout out to Priya and Jeanette. Miss you guys. I, I, we had the one whose name I forget, everyone just called him Yox. And he was pretty much treated exactly like Stieg is in this movie. So that is a very real character. Like everyone wanted to date them? Yeah, everyone was into him. He was like, everyone was just straight up obsessed, really. So then the, the scene where he finds that Sieg is staying with him, and he goes, we have to ship you back. And his mom's like, no, he's here to see America and all this stuff. And he goes, what better way to show him America than to kick him out of it? <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, not the, f- like, um, Dunkelman, like, that character has a few lines like like that, which I thought were very funny. <laughs> How do you think foreign exchange students get, like, assigned where they go um i don't know i think you apply for them 
Because don't you think the one that got New Orleans, like, definitely won over the ones that end up in Toledo and Youngstown? <laughs> uh, probably. I think, do they choose? I don't know. I don't know how it works. They might choose. Like, they wanted to go to Ohio or... I don't know why you'd want to go to Ohio. So to, is it, like, a ranked choice? So It's like the kids whose name gets pulled last has to go to Nebraska. <laughs> I don't know. Because it just it just seems like you get more variety and specific culture when you're somewhere like New Orleans, you know? But maybe they're like, I want to go to middle America and really see what America's like, maybe. For, for a few months. A whole year? Yeah. Uh. Well, all the ones that I knew, they also traveled a lot while they were here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyways, so then Stieg's at school the next day, and all the girls are trying to um, get with him. And then there's a pretty kind of funny scene where he's, like, sitting alone at a lunch table, and then a bunch of girls come. And then they just have stare-downs. It was, like, blinking contests for the kids to sit there and talk to him. And then Kimmy won. She she put in the effort and got the reward. What can you say? Which means now they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Of course. It, here's the thing with uh, how badly written it was. It was a problem with both Kimmy, Jody, and to some extension, Stieg, is they, like, none of them really had a personality. No. Like, and Kimmy like, I... was just mean, Stieg was just foreign, and then Jody was just <laughs> tall. <laughs> yeah. And she also reads. She reads and likes musicals. And then at the, at the end, Dunkelman goes on two different rants where he lists off all the things he loves about Jody, and we have seen her done zero of the things he lists off. Except for reading. <laughs> Except for reading. I for, do you re, did you, do you remember what he was saying, all the things she's like interested in and does? Oh, no. Well, because he does that, like, stereotypical rom-com monologue where he's like, I love it how you crinkle your nose when you sneeze and you have all these little quirky traits. But we don't see her do any of them. No, except for she reads in the opening scene and then she reads in the scene later on. Yeah, she reads twice. Yeah, we get twice. Or she reads at the end one time. Other than that, not even really shown reading a whole lot. Not big on reading comprehension. And also, she's like a know-it-all. Is she? She, like, corrects people on stuff a lot. Oh, yeah, that's one of the fun, quirky traits that makes you love her. But we don't have any reason why Stieg would want to date Kimmy. We don't have any reason to like Kimmy. Or Stieg. Or Stieg or Jody. I don't think we're supposed to like Kimmy, though. I, I, I said Kimmy, but I meant Jody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why, why didn't we give a shit about Jody? Yeah, because she's tall know. and sad. Guess what? Me too. <laughs> Join the club, Jode. <laughs> oh, and then we have a prank call. That, that part did make me sad. That was real mean. That was very mean. It was um, Kimmy and a guy named Schnipper. <laughs> <laughs> And that is not me being, like, making up a fake name. Like, his actual character name was Schnipper. You know, a real last name people have. Yeah. Um, 
where they prank call her and ask her out as Stieg, and it is very sad. He he does a pretty convincing Stieg. I'll give him credit. I'm pretty sure they just had Stieg do it, <laughs> and then they just cut to Schnipper's face. Yeah, that that would make a lot more sense. Schnipper also ended up being a character that I really liked. <laughs> He's the character that made arguably the least sense to me. <laughs> oh, absolutely none at all. But he was very funny at the end. <laughs> oh, and then, so she meets, she runs into Stieg, who's like trying to play the piano, and she runs into him, and, oh yeah, that's the other thing we know about her, is that she's good at piano. But those are like skills. That's not like a personality. Like, congrats, no. you're good at piano, congrats, you're literate. Whoopie doo. <laughs> and she doesn't play piano anymore because when you perform, people look at you. Which, but we, we've already proven from the first scene when she's sitting down, people are into her. <laughs> um, that's a good point. But so then just there's don't a part... stand at the piano. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why you would stand and play the piano either, but I guess that's a good. Maybe she was, and that was the problem. But, so then, she's saying that she's good at the piano because she has big hands. Yeah. Um. And then why did I suck at piano? You know? <laughs> Sister Ethel Mary was nothing but a bitch to me. <laughs> but I played violin 5th uh, through 12th grade, and it is um, very true that my, like, long fingers did help me a lot in playing the violin. <laughs> so that is not entirely incorrect. You know, us long-fingered individuals are talented at everything. Yeah. Um, and then they bond over musicals. And then I wrote, oh, okay, they're singing. <laughs> I, I, That was the part where I was like, aw, because... That is romance to me. Being invited to go over to watch an old musical, that would get my heart thumping a little bit. And she does her hair and makeup so fast. Which, I guess, she was good at the whole time, even though she never did it. Right. That was very weird. And, like, he, like... Because then he calls her for real and asks her to come over and watch a musical. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, threatens him, thinking that it's Schnipper again. Um, uh, I I enjoyed the threat, honestly. It was funny. <laughs> she said, um, 13 foot Nikes like three times in that threat. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just love a callback, I guess. But then Dunkelman was upset and crashed their date. And then Stieg kissed, they, well, she kissed Stieg on the way home. And then he kissed her. And then, despite um, her hundreds of turndowns to Dunkelman, he decides he still has rights to her body, mm -hmm. and begins to police it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, was this when I wrote the sound mixing is weird because it was like more apparent now than ever that like it seemed like there was like a big disconnect between everyone's mouths and like their dialogue. Oh, really? I didn't really notice that. It just seemed like, a, I don't know, a weird disconnect, but I don't really... 
I don't really know why. It was just very weird. That is interesting. And this is also when I wrote Sabrina Carpenter is fantastic in this. I think it was because there's this scene. So Jody gets home and Sabrina Carpenter's wearing one of her pageant dresses just standing in the dark quietly on the staircase. We love drama. <laughs> and um, in a full ball gown. And Jody like turns the light on and is scared. And in this whole scene, sh- Sabrina is just so over-the-top dramatic in the best way. It was so funny. It's like she knew what the tone was supposed to be. Yeah. And went for it when everyone else is like, this is a serious film. Like, there's a part where she said something, like, kind of ominous and then stared out the window. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, why do you stare out the window whenever you talk to me? (laughs) (laughs) It It was so good. It was literally, like, this old... Oh god, I can't even describe it, but it was it was so good. She was so good in this movie, especially the scene that like it made me write that down. Yeah. So then she's like, "You have to make sure that he breaks up with Kimmy before you date her, um, date him." And then, turns out Dunkelman and Sieg have bunk beds. Which again, if you not only are you surprising your son that he has to live with a stranger for a year. He has to share a room with them. <laughs> Which is very different. Um, but then Stieg is telling him about how uh, he kissed her on the way home. And he says it was intense and passionate. Which, um... It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> um, mouth barely opened half of a centimeter each. Yeah, they, they may be uh, tall girl, but small lips, am I right? <laughs> um, and Dunker's, like, had a tear in his eye during that conversation. And then um, he and then, was convincing him to not break up with Kimmy and just keep dating Kimmy and, and stop And then Dunker's decides Jody. he has more rights to Jody's life and decides to tell the guy that she really likes that she doesn't. He doesn't actually want to be with her. No, she doesn't actually want to be with him. Yeah. 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 He, Sorry, de- he decided. Is the villain of this movie? He absolutely is. He's absolutely a horrible person, and does not deserve to get the girl at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't see that one coming. Yeah, who could have? It's pretty in the pink, pretty in pink, but this time she's seven foot three. <laughs> and as soon as like that, that it was whole that was introduced that he was obsessed with her in this way. I was like, motherfucker! Like oh. I didn't knew that this is how the movie was gonna play out, and I was so excited when he got a new girlfriend. Speaking of knowing how this movie's gonna play out. We'll talk about it in the end, because I really want that to be the last thing we talk about. Okay. But I knew from the moment I saw a certain thing how this movie was going to end. Okay, we'll get to that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I... Th- yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think I... I don't think I wrote that down when it was introduced, though. Oh, the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, God, what if they... And then they do... So let's just 
No, we'll get to we'll get to that. Yeah, no, I want. We gotta wait. End. We gotta end. It's, it's better than well. We gotta let it simmer. But one funny thing that he says in this conversation is, "You need to cut things off cold turkey the American way." <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's very anti women, but also very anti America. <laughs> Which you know you can't win every battle. <laughs> no. Um, At this point, one's good enough. Exactly. And uh, then they're at lunch the next day, and Stieg invites Dunkelman to sit at the popular table, and that's when he does his impressions. It's really like, he's like, I'm going to just do my whole impression reel, just in case any casting's watching. <laughs> and he does Gordon Ramsay, which was very funny, and then he does Kevin Hart. <laughs> and was just I was not ready for the goes, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I was not ready either. And he goes, all right, all right, all right. And he goes, that was Kevin Hart. He says that too. That wasn't Matthew McConaughey. I didn't know Kevin Hart said that. I thought it was like a joke that he was just doing Matthew McConaughey and saying it was Kevin Hart. Does he? I don't know. I don't know either. I thought it was very funny though. It was good. No, it was good. And and at one point, Jody's like, what are we even watching? And I was like, that's too meta of a moment for me. That's the text commenting on itself. I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, he does. There's a lot of image searches for Kevin Hart. All right, all right, all right. Did not know that. But that was very funny. Um, So he he got to display his talents, even though he's the worst character in the entire movie. And that's saying a lot. There's a lot of bad characters. Yeah, Kimmy sucks hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Steve ends up sucking. But I also love him. Yeah. No, see, I think he he was just such... In a lot of ways, he's so bland. He, like, just adapts the personality of who's ever nearest to him at the moment. <laughs> That's probably it. It's, like, literally just closest proximity. He's do does what you do. And this is when this is introduced, because now she's wearing makeup and wearing her hair down to school. And Kimmy's like, who does she think she is looking pretty at school? She's not even that pretty. Why is she trying? Or something like that. And then Schnipper, like, makes a comment, like, oh, I don't know. I don't think she looks good. Like, <laughs> something like that. Um, which was funny, but, like, later on, it, it, it was better. But See, this I, is when that's introduced. I thought it was getting set up to bully her again when he asked her to the escape room I didn't only because of this moment That's, but I still like felt unsure about it I was like first of all why, I don't believe that she actually wanted to say yes there's no way oh, she, she definitely should not have said yes and also they said they like included things she's like oh so her friend's like oh so you won't go see Tank and the Bangas with me which is an actual band in New Orleans that I do love so that was like a fun little detail mm-hmm I, it was just because he makes that comment where he, like, calls her pretty earlier to his his friends that when she was like, hey, Schnipper wants to go out with you, I was like, oh, Schnipper got to, <laughs> Schnipper's asking her out. <laughs> she still should have said no, though. Oh, absolutely should have said no. And I don't get why, like, she was so willing to lose her best friend to hang out with the people that hate her. <laughs> Who have bullied her. Who... Who have bullied her and have stood her up. 
Bullied her, stood her up, and sexually harassed her. That's her new friend group. That's who she would rather hang out with than her friend who she already had plans with. Okay. And then, so then they go to this, she gets asked out while they're like, their high school marching band is like playing down the street or something. Yeah, like a homecoming parade. It it seemed cool. I wonder if they actually do that. Maybe. I just remember the friend said, not dancing to your high school band before homecoming is bad juju. Which it Um, might be. Who knows? And then there's a line where she says, happy endings like the ones in movies with actresses that are under six feet don't happen in real life. It's like, okay. I I mean, I I know I'm not getting a happy ending, but I think that's less due to my height and more to do with going (laughs) inside the brain. (laughs) I I don't know why I say these things. I know my mom listens and I know she's going to text me as soon as she hears that and be like, I'm concerned. And I also never know how to react. <laughs> you can leave all this in. I'm fine with it. Okay, great. Um, Guys, did you know we edit this podcast? I know it doesn't sound like it a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that we chose to keep in. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where um, Kimmy comes over and asks Snipper out. And then they, her and her best friend get into a big fight. And at this point, the best friend has been in it every once in a while telling Jody to be confident and love herself and that's about it yeah. you know and she's best like, friend stuff at one point she's like what gives you the right to tell me to love myself and she's like when you told me and told my parents that I should be in fashion like I want to and she's like oh haha your dad hates me now yeah as if any of that was one important and two should at least should have been shown to us <laughs> right if it was that big of a deal she was basically like, you tell me to love myself, but you won't love yourself. Um, and then, this is when I wrote, Jody's a terrible friend. And she says, if you're not going to have my back, I just prefer you to keep your opinions to yourself. Which is not how friends work. Yeah, jo- I get nothing good about Jody, really. Like, if you can't be honest with your friends and tell them that they're making bad choices like maybe you're not the best of friends (laughs) like lauren this was a bad choice yeah i don't know what i'm talking about specifically no i don't know (laughs) something you did was probably a mistake but like there's a way to talk to your friends like hey i mean i'm always like i don't think you should do that but i'm gonna support you in whatever you're doing whatever yeah every day lauren texts me just a reminder to not be yourself (laughs) and it helps (laughs) but like saying like oh if you're not gonna have my back then keep your opinions to yourself like that's just not how a friend works so Mm -hmm. okay jody and then the friend's like okay then bye and then the friend is not um seen uh spoken to mentioned thought about until the very very end there wasn't even a part where we normally get in other movies where like oh she goes to text her no we don't get any of that she doesn't miss her at all her life's the same we could have even had a part where like oh she gets upset after the date and goes to call her and then chooses not to like just have that in there or like so that doesn't make no sense yeah but whatever. 
Um, they go on the date to the escape room, and then there's a part where they all, all three couples just, like, make out for no reason. Which stressed me out, because you do the fucking escape room. You don't just go, let's take a break. No, you are stressed. They are high-tensity scenarios. I love escape rooms. They're so much fun. This one looks like... like, you have 12 minutes left. Find the exit. Yeah, you're almost done. If there's 12 minutes left, one, either, and you're not close to being finished, one, you're doing horrible. And two, you're more stressed, because there are only 12 minutes left. It's not make-out yeah. time. At least find, the find like, how you exit, and then if you have f- some couple minutes left, then that's fine. But yeah. Like... And, but this escape room looked awesome. Like, with multiple rooms, like, in an old, like, mansion. I was into it. And then... The other thing that stressed me out is that they kept opening their eyes. Oh, I know. It was that very... just stressed me out on like a just like a personal level. I was like, oh my god, stop doing that. It was very Bruno Mars of them. Hmm. What's what's the song? I don't know the song I'm referencing. I don't know what you're referencing. Where it's like the lyric. He's like, "You had your eyes wide open. Why were they open?" Oh yeah. Is that it grenade? One. It might have been. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I wrote a comic about that song. That's for a different time. (laughs) Um, And then, so they're all making out, and they're all looking at each other, and she's um, making out with Schnipper. But I like how her, she looks at, Stieg looks at her, and then she looks at Stieg, except her back's to Stieg, so to look at him, she has to stop making out with Schnipper, and then, like, do a full body turn. And it's supposed... And it's played off as, like, it's this subtle thing. And it just made me laugh. That's what... The camera work in this scene really bothered me. Because it was, like, they kept looking around the room at each other. And it was, like, where... Knowing where they were in relationship to each other, like, there's no way that they could see everybody. Yeah, it definitely could have been blocked better. Yeah. And then, like, they kept, like kind of breaking the 180 degree rule except it wasn't like they were in a circle to begin with so not necessarily but it was like they kept like breaking their own rules of where everyone was in relationship to each other (laughs) oh really i didn't notice that luckily at least i couldn't gauge where everyone was based off of where they were looking yeah it was was very confusing and just and like, then, again, I don't get why she wanted to make out with Schnipper. She definitely didn't. And then she stops and then gets up. And then, because they're in an escape room, she can't find the exit. So that was funny. Which, I get if they would have done our suggestions, everything would have been fine. And then, I, so that I have this note, I hate when girls in these movies create their own conflict and react. What do you mean? But I don't really remember what that was, that note was about. Well, there you go. Just something to think about, guys. <laughs> I guess it's more of like... I, I really don't know what that was about. Um, but basically, so then... Stieg tells her that he's going to break up with Kimmy and be her boyfriend instead. Um, and then she's like, okay, my sister's pageants tonight and also unrelated Dunkelman's having a party. <laughs> So you'll break up with Kimmy, and then you'll come to the pageant with me, and then we'll go to the party. And then we'll go to the party. And then he stands her up at the pageant. 
and she's upset. So she she storms to the party. And then he's like, sorry, I never had a chance to talk to her. And then she's real. Maybe that's it. Maybe I was like, because she reacted to that situation. Like, she reacted to him saying that. Okay, this is what I think I meant. So, like, it's in one of these things where it's in these movies a lot and, like, high school drama, like, TV shows or movies. It's when, like, they want, they always have these, um, like, big fights over misunderstandings. And the reason is because they still want the, you know, the love interest, whoever the male is, they still, because, you know, they're always straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. They always want him to still be like seen as a good person so they'll never actually have him do anything bad yeah it's always the girl misreading a situation so that's what irks me is in a situation like this where she comes he could be telling the truth for all we know um and i think we're supposed to believe he is yeah we're supposed to believe he got he got caught up trying to help prepare for the prepare for the party and then too many people were there and he couldn't break up with her we're supposed to believe that but um, Kimmy, not Kimmy, <laughs> Jody comes in. Um, he tells her that he hasn't broken up with her yet. So then she kind of flies off the handle and freaks out at him and then leaves. Um, and that's the case in like so many different high school related or like young adult E, where the main conflict between the love interest is simply a miscommunication. And the sole purpose of that is so that we, you know still like the other character, but it's so infuriating because it makes the girl seem, like, illogical. That's not just high school. That's just, like, most rom-coms. Right. But I, th- I think it's more... It definitely is. But um, it's, I just find it especially more noticeable in, in with, um, like, younger... For younger audience. And it, it makes me more upset because, like, obviously they're more impressionable. At that age, mm-hmm. something that comes to mind is like, not that this happens a lot, but like in Awkward, which is like one of my favorite TV shows, but I think that that happens a few different times because they don't want the main character to actually be a bad person, even though he kind of is <clears throat> in certain situations. Yeah. So they just make her kind of catch him at the wrong moment which happens in so many different movies you would think Um, in a post breaking bad world people were allowed to be a little more complex right um but no it's just because he hasn't broken up with her yet which means that he likes being so then she has this whole rant about how you you were never going to break up with her and you were just messing with me and you like the popularity too much and like all this stuff which for all we know is just not true yeah, and then he's like, um, no, Yodi. 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 Um, it makes me kind of want to yodel. I, that's the, that's, I just hate when movies do that, and they do that a lot. Yeah. Because this whole, because that, yeah, that's what, it, it makes it seem like she created her own conflict and then reacted to the conflict that she created, in her, like, herself. I yeah. understand what you mean, yeah. And so, I agree. Then she runs home, and her dad's watching TV, and she runs home and runs upstairs. Wait. And then he we starts for- playing piano. Oh. Lord, we forgot to talk about the tip-toppers. <laughs> oh, 
read. I didn't write a single note down about the tip toppers. <gasps> the tip toppers blew my mind because yes, I would love to join. <laughs> like a tall club. That's Talk an actual this. thing. With fun hats. Okay, actually, the hats read a little Nazi to me, but they were very Nazi to me. I still like love the idea that that's a thing. I need to like look into it because I think that's so funny. I don't know. They they have a lot of my favorite. They made me laugh when the dad <laughs> Steve Zahn's like Jody being tall is fun, and then the one girl's like, "No, it fucking sucks." <laughs> I'm just here for the free food. There's <laughs> that was so funny. That made me laugh. Yeah, there's a part where he's like, "Being tall is not that bad," and then she's like, "Yeah, it does." It seems like I'm right at. Oh, I don't. What? I'm right at the cusp for joining a tall club. How tall do you have to be for tall club? <laughs> for women, you have to be a five ten. Ooh. So I'm I'm right there. <gasps> there's more than and one. At, at men, uh, you have to be six two. Yes, I could join. <laughs> Except I hate there's, people taller than me. So there's Tall Club Foundation and then Tall dot org. <laughs> Damn it. There's only ones in Columbus. Hmm. I'm still going to Guiding look it up. all to greater heights. Nice. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so the, this podcast is for you now. Because I'm focused on the Columbus High Society. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a part where his dad invites a bunch of, a bunch of tall people, like their club organization, um, to their house, and he tries to get Jody. He does add Jody to the group, and um, she's upset because she's like, "Stop focusing on the fact that I'm tall." I guess. Yeah, because she's still mad about it. <gasps> There's Miss Tall Pageants. Oh my god. See, that could have been the storyline, because it, like, combines her interests with her sister's interests. That would have been cute, like, training her for a pageant. It writes itself. Because it makes Sabrina Carpenter a main character, which is what this movie needed. It did. She comes home crying, and the dad walks upstairs, and he's like, um, I love you, I'm not gonna say anything to you, I just love you, and then he goes downstairs and starts playing piano, and then she immediately is there. It's like, she would have had to start coming downstairs the second she heard the very first note. She does. She, like, appears like a little ghost. <laughs> and it's like, and Mom... Jody, you're 6'1". You'd be stomping down those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're 6'1", you're and you have 13 men-sized shoes. Um, you With can't your... creep in anybody anywhere. Your size 13 Nikes? Those are loud. <laughs> And then the mom is, like, watching, and I was like, what were you doing just standing in the dark kitchen by yourself? <laughs> you never do that. Sometimes you have to. Oh, well, so, oh, Sabrina also did that earlier, and so I guess it was just something that this family does. <laughs> this they are lingerers. Okay, yeah, this happens. So then Dunkelman just... Because he broke up with his girlfriend at the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gets a girlfriend because they both are allergic to gluten. Are in art class together. <laughs> There's that part when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not important. 
It's definitely not important. And then he breaks up with her because he's like, I'm just in love with somebody else. Um, and she's, she's like, like, I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm sorry I can't be her. Kind of sad. And she's like, well, then why are you dating? And then he goes, because she's too tall. <laughs> or like some shit. I don't know. Or she doesn't want to date him because she's taller than him. Yeah. It's and not him. Some, he, he's into it. For some reason, that's... That's the thing I don't get. She's like lonely and upset. To be fair, he's a creep. And so I'm not encouraging her dating her, him. But apparently the only reason he doesn't, she doesn't want to date him is because she f- wants somebody taller than her. But, like, that's just you being picky. That's, like, not... You're not, like, lonely and bullied. That's just on you, you know? Well, I think because the reasoning that she was saying was because it's going to... Makes it, like, her height kind of stand out more. Yeah, that's true. That was but her reasoning like, behind it. I don't know. I, I still see it as more just more her. Because she obviously likes him. Yeah. So it's more just on her just being weird about stuff than, like... But the movie wants us to think she's, like, lonely and unwanted. Right. But she is. They, they want us to think she's unwanted, but at the same time, Dunkelman likes her. And I, also, Schnipper likes her. And also, Stieg likes her. I know. The one, the line that made me actually dislike and hate this movie is when she goes, at one point, she's like, I'm barely a woman. (laughs) Wait, when did you say that? To her sister. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed that. And I'm like, oh my god, let's calm down. (laughs) Next thing we know, she's sleeping, and... Dunkelman just walks into the room. That was so weird. <laughs> as soon as he did that, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, yeah, Hell this no. guy sucks and he's a creep. <laughs> and then he like look he like looks at her lovingly while she's sleeping. He picks up a picture of them in like this old Halloween costume where they're a gnome and a flower, and he goes, Ah, oh, the gnome and the flo- the sunflower. Classic. It did make me laugh. That's a good costume. And then he sits down on the bed, is, like, watching her sleeping, and then, like, touches her hair, and then she just, like, karate slaps him in the neck. As he should have been. I, I literally wrote down, he does deserve to get throat slapped. Yeah, but this this is the first of the two monologues where she, he's like, you're this, some guy's gonna love you, and he's gonna love you not for your height, but for your this, your that, da-da-da. That was the, I was like, she's not done any of those. No. But it was funny because he was like, when did you learn karate? And she goes, my mom made me take self-defense classes when that serial killer was on the loose. (laughs) And he just goes, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that line. (laughs) I thought it was. That's because she says it like perfectly where it was so nonchalantly like, oh, yeah, when that serial killer was on the loose. And then they move on immediately. And if they would have like paid more attention to that line it would not have been as funny as it just like oh casually that's why and then he was like oh yeah that's a good idea that's so funny (laughs) it was good and then he gives her because her whole thing she says a lot of times that even if they did make high heels in her size she wouldn't wear them um and then he bought her a pair of high heels that he bought at like a drag store (laughs) (laughs) and you can tell (laughs) 
They're like the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. They're so bad. Um, they're ta- they're okay. They're not bad. They're perfect for a drag queen. They're like tacky, right. covered in rhinestones. But not probably for her. good to dance on because they've got like a nice flat heel. Well, I don't think the heel was flat, but the front part was. Uh, I mean, there's enough stability of it. I mean, like it's like a, it's not like a stiletto. It had like a nice thick heel where you're like stable on it. Yeah. Oh, one of the things was because I wrote, "Oh, girl, don't sit in the front of Ubers." That was one of the things he said. You sit in the front of Ubers so that your driver doesn't get lonely. That was the one of the things that he oh, said. Oh, yeah. See, it's this like, is the problem with, Why like, would you not show this... us do that for her? Like, she's there with Stieg, or with Dunkelman. They're in an Uber. That's, like, one of the things they know. So then they're like, wow. Yeah, we could have just had... <sighs> Instead of... Because this... they were literally on a trolley. You could have just had them take an Uber instead. Yeah, and then just had her in the front seat, and then, like, not made a big deal out of it until later. Yeah. But they ha- no, they actually they made the joke about um, it struggling for legroom when sitting across from someone, and that hit real hard. Oh yeah, when they're in the trolley, mm-hmm. that was very good. Yeah, because that is true life. See, this is the problem though with like doing this so early is that we don't have quotes. Yeah, I know. I would love the quotes that he said. I mean, we could have ourselves, but guys, come on. You should know better by now than expecting that. I just remember the Uber line. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it's one of his monologues, and he gives her the shoes, and he's like, one of these days, you're going to meet, you're going to go to college um, at Northwestern or somewhere else smart, and you're going to meet a guy who's taller than you, and you'll like each other, and um, you're going to wear these heels... You're going to wish that you had them. Don't throw them away. Um, but it won't work out with a guy. Like, <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I also wrote down at this moment, how is she sleeping with all of that bright fucking sun everywhere? Because, <laughs> like, all of her... It seemed like her entire room was just windows. <laughs> I mean, at, that's what you want. Yeah, but then there was also no blinds. It was just so bright. As a person who lived in a basement for two years that had one little window, it, it gets old. I'm sure, but cover that up when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> and this is one I wrote down, I swear, if they fucking get together. Even though I, I fucking knew that they were going to. Yeah, it's too obvious. And I guess they just don't make Steeg like... Un- Astig is more rootable than Dunkelman is, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's where I was getting at earlier, is, like, they didn't want you to hate Stieg. They try, but it's very clearly in a peer pressure situation. Yeah, but, like, make us hate Stieg, then, because we shouldn't... If he's, she's not going to end up with him, we should not want her to. If she's going to pick the guy who... um has harassed her her entire life uh you need to make him the better option yeah yeah like yeah he says those shitty things but he's just so clearly no idea what he's doing desperate to fit in where you like still feel bad for him right um because we're we kind of are talking around it but she gets sent this video and it was like from a video liz 
from Dunkelman's ex-girlfriend now, who was recording a video of the party and then just happened, very conveniently, <laughs> to have this part where Kimmy is very performatively asking Stieg why him and Jody had a very passionate conversation. And he goes, oh, she was mad because I was using her and I didn't actually like her or something like that. And yeah, then he says, and he like lies. Yeah, he like lies and says that he didn't like her and that she was basically just professing his love to her. He like, I'm sorry, she came over to profess her love to him. And that's when <laughs> Schnipper says, Professionally, professing your love? That's totally lame. I'm not in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, he, Schnipperman's like a dick three seconds later. Oh, Schnipperman's an asshole, but it was like, those were like weird lines I just thought were so funny. And then, so he's basically saying all these mean things about Jody, and then Dunkelman gets out his fucking milk crate, which we haven't talked about yet. Um, gets his fucking milk crate, crate, and goes to hit Stieg in the head with it, but, like, yells hey beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, isn't the best for your sneak attack. But he tries to hit him with so the crate. So he misses, crate. of course. Yeah, and then... Because um, that crate needed to stay unbroken. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he had to miss. Um, and then they fight, and then... Schnipper hits him in the face? Yeah, he punch. Yeah, he punches Schnipper, Schnipper punches him. Yeah. So, once again, Stieg's not even in there. Have Steve punch... Have Stieg... Sorry, I called him Steve. Have him punch Dunkelman. Boom. Now he's less likable. We did it. Yeah, sorry. I... Uh, it's just like, this was some of the worst acting. This little it's so scene. Bad. Especially the scene. Especially Kimmy at the beginning is so bad. Yeah, Kimmy's the one of the more cartoonish, probably. Mm-hmm. Stieg's acting is bad the whole entire movie, but it's definitely bad this scene. But, like, at the same time, honestly, his accent helps his bad acting. Because it's like, oh, he's just, like, being clueless because he doesn't speak English that well. Yeah. He doesn't really know what's happening at any given moment. That helps cover up a lot of mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. So, basically, Dunkelman got a black eye for sticking up for Jody. It's the day of homecoming? <laughs> yeah. So At the time this, that this was all, happening? All this happens in like a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, she buys a, a homecoming dress and... Um, not a dress. Not a dress. A homecoming outfit. Which from all we know about... Her mom was like supportive and was like loving it, but from what we know about the mom, she would not be into this. Oh, I know. So that was surprising. And, okay, honestly, I gotta say it. With this outfit, is she a lesbian? <laughs> right? I was like, why? Because she's wearing, like, a suit, and it was, like, such a weird choice. It seemed very, like, not... It, it, like, it did not seem part of her character that she would want to wear this. I know. It was like, because it's like, she clearly likes makeup and like, she seems like jealous of her sister's dresses and stuff for the pageantry. And then she comes out with like this power suit that looks awesome. It's got like a ruffled collar. It's super cool. But like, why was she wearing 
What in the character like, said that? Is it in like the, scene the jumpsuits? Where they're shopping. I don't know. Maybe. But in the scene where they're shopping for it, they'll show the other dresses, but they wouldn't show what she picked. But it was like, we saw the ruffled collar. You can tell it was a suit. Yeah. And it's and supposed to be later, a big surprise, but like, you know. You know it's a suit. Make it like a nice, long, panted jumpsuit. Uh, no, I'm saying I like the outfit. It just didn't make sense narratively. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, to make it more in tune with her, like, because she loves that denim jumpsuit. Make it like a jumpsuit like that, but more promy and not an actual suit. But, like, yeah, like, it just had big, powerful lesbian vibes. It really did. Radiating off of it. And I was like, is this movie going where I want it to go? I don't know if it was, like, that suit plus the heels that she wears. Because my note is, she is not about to wear those heels. And then, what is this fit? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I got a lot of, like, Rocky Horror picture show vibes. They were cartoonish heels. Yeah. Um, so then she storms into prom to make a speech. And that's all she went there for. Yeah, because you just get to make a speech at prom. Not everybody has a right. Guess what? You have to win something to get to make your speech like I did. Did you actually have a prom speech? I They they chanted speech, but I was very nervous, so I, just, I think I just said, like, go bears or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we didn't have that. We didn't... No one asked. No one wanted that. Or not in prom. I keep saying prom, but it was homecoming. You definitely don't get one for homecoming. <laughs> yeah, and first of all, homecoming, you get it during the game, right? Exactly. Yeah, not at the dance. Come on, people. So they announced the homecoming queen and king, and it's Steeg and Kimmy. And she, then she storms in with her suit and her heels and just walks up and takes the microphone and gives a speech. And her older sister, Sabrina, is... I don't, I don't even know what her character name was. Was it Harper? Whatever, it doesn't matter. The sister? Yeah, Harper. Yeah, so she's giving... She, for some reason, announced the homecoming king and queen. And um, there was a, a funny thing where... So she's giving the speech about in- empowerment. And be who you are. Um, and who you want to be. And screw everybody else. And there's a very funny part where Sabrina, like, walks up to the microphone to, like, add something. (laughs) (laughs) And Jody's like, no, this isn't your moment. And she goes, oh, right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) She really was the best character. It was so funny. And then this is when we get a couple shots of the friend, and she, like, mouths I'm sorry to the friend. And you're like, oh, right, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) So then she just, she gives a speech about... Loving yourself and how she's proud to be the tall girl. And then she just walks out to go find Dunkelman, who's grounded. And they meet the romantic scene on the porch. It's a tear, finally, because we want Dunkelman so bad now. So this is the part where I write, and I wrote in my notes, in all caps, no, the fucking milk carton. Because, okay, so now let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So the moment... We meet his character. First thing she says is, like, he carries a milk carton, and I still don't know why. And, and instead of a backpack. 
And it, it, yeah, and in my head, I was like, oh, God, it's going to be something like, so he can stand on it to kiss her or something. And, I was, and then I just missed it. I was like, no, that'd be dumb. <laughs> and then, what do you know? Yeah. Right at the end, he, she's like, I, he, she, he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you, too. She's like, I just still have one more question. Why the milk carton? And he's like, so I could do this. And he picks it up, flips it over, fucking stands on it, and kisses her. <laughs> This had I was home alone watching this by myself, just screaming at the TV like, "No, don't do it! Do not do it!" <laughs> I texted Lauren and just be like, "I'm fucking furious." <laughs> Wait, what did you actually text me? Oh, I just I get an, I am absolutely furious. <laughs> I was so mad. And then in all caps, the fucking moment I saw the milk crate, I was like, oh, he can stand on it to kiss her. And that's exactly what happened. It's like, because that's like what, it's just so obvious and fucking dumb. And just like, let her bend over. She's going to have back problems anyway. If you're above six feet, it's a fact of life. Your back's going to be shit. Your knees probably too. Just deal (laughs) with it. Bend over and kiss him. No, she fucking. Fucking! I literally, and then he's carried around with it just in case, is what he said. That's insane. That, it's so creepy. That would be absolutely horrifying to me if someone said that. And I actually not getting too into it. There was a situation with someone I knew where it was like a similar situation to this, and it would, I would absolutely be horrified if they carried a milk crate so they could stand on stand on it to reach me that'd be absolutely the fuck not that would be like restraining order where you cannot talk to me anymore (laughs) but no she's into it she loves it and then they show them kissing and he's like touching her shoulders or whatever and her hands are by her side this is supposed to be like this big romantic kiss and her hands are like fully touching her legs. <laughs> but yeah, that's the end of the movie. And then it's we over, it. thank God. You wanted to play a game or should we do our other segments first? Let's 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 play my game. Okay. Okay, it's called I uh, I don't it doesn't really have a name. It's I'm going to have you Guess the heights of the other actors in the film. Ooh, okay. And it, uh, not everyone has it up, just the people listed. Okay. So we're going to start with ya boy Griffin Gluck. How tall is he? Five, six. He is five, seven and a half. Oh, damn it. So, like, at the end of the day, that's really only, like, a six-inch difference. So that's no. not that much. No. That's not crazy or anything. No, it's not. Like, not milk crate worthy. Because <laughs> that he milk was taller, crate... He was taller than her with the milk crate. Yeah, that milk crate is at least a foot. It's, and also... It's not bad. Mil- it was, like, wooden. and It was, like, made out of wooden metal, which is, like, not a normal milk crate. <laughs> it, you had to do the heavy-duty one to carry the books. It, yeah. uh, what's so funny is the thought that he would, like... He was willing to, like, just dump all his shit on the floor at any given moment (laughs) just so he was ready to kiss her. He was like, oh, in the middle of Spanish class, hold on, let me dump out my stuff on the floor. 
And first of all, nobody in real high school, nobody's bullying tall girl. You're bullying milk crate kid. <laughs> yeah, why wasn't that part of it? Who wears tweed blazers? I want to punch that kid. <laughs> but also it's like, um, at one point is like, okay, what if there was like an impromptu moment where they're really connecting and she's about to kiss him? He's going to be like, oh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> Just Let me dump me my second. shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, we can continue. Okay. Number two, Sabrina Carpenter. Mm, five three. She is five one. I was gonna say five one, and then I thought that, that was too short. She is. Small. That's very short. <laughs> it, which I I genuinely think that it is because they like had to look and gen. Purposely cast all the shortest people they could find. Oh, absolutely. There's like, no way that those parents made a six foot one daughter, though. Uh, the other thing with Griffin Glug, no offense to him, he just looks young. And it's not even just yeah. the height thing. He does not look like a junior in high school. Everyone else, they actually did a pretty decent job of casting people who actually look around that age. But he mm-hmm. looks so small and tiny. He looks younger than them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Paris Berlick. Who played Kimmy? I'm going to say 5'3 for her. Ooh, 5'3 and a half. You were close. Oh, nice. And she's like a trained gymnast because she's small. Yeah. It stunts your growth. They don't, ha- they don't have Stieg's height on IMDb, which is unfortunate. Mm. And I don't think he's Swedish, in case you were wondering. I, w- I did want mean to look that up. Oh, wait. Sorry. Paris plays Liz. That's my mistake. Oh, okay. Kimmy. Now guess Kimmy. 5'4". Mm, 5'7". Oh, wow. So that's that's pretty decently heighted. Yeah. Now, Angela from The Office. 5'5". Five, five. She's 5'1 again. Oh, wow. Steve Bob's height. I just, height. like, don't... I'm just so tall that I just don't see 5'1 as, like, a possible height. <laughs> 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 What's Steve Zahn's? Who's that? The dad. Oh, um. You said no one was over five seven. I I I, I said around. Five eight. He's five seven and one fourth. Oh dang! So here's another question: How does a five seven man and a five one woman? Where's the six one coming from? Oh, absolutely not. How's that work? I genuinely don't know. You know how we feel about Punnett Squares. <laughs> Make your casting accurate. Do your punnets. It's very easy. It's there's only four squares. It's not hard. <laughs> and that's all that's all I have for you, because the other main characters aren't famous enough to have their heights listed. I looked up Stieg and says it's not a far stretch to say Luke is very much like his character in Tall Girl, except for the whole being Swedish thing. Um, but it's not saying what he is, where he's from. Oh, that's upsetting. I'm looking. I'm trying to look up the director's height, <laughs> maybe see if she had a perspective. Yeah, it's directed by a woman, which be. And I, I think it was like. well made. I genuinely do. So, like, I hope she gets more work, despite like this not being great. Because there, there's clearly talent behind the camera. 
Do do you disagree? No, I a hundred percent agree. You just went quiet, so I was like, "Oh, is she <laughs> formulating plans?" No, I'm reading about Luke Eisner. <laughs> oh, are you falling um, in love? No, he looks like, especially in when he like would put his hair back like in a little ponytail. He looks a lot like the guy from Princess Diaries, like the asshole high school guy who like wants to get with her for fame or whatever. Is he That's that what he old? looks like. Oh, I was gonna say he's that old. <laughs> no, he just looks like that guy. <laughs> so I just didn't trust him from the beginning. That's fair. Right, is that the end of your game? Yeah, sorry, it wasn't that fun because there were no stakes. How tall is Schnickberg? <laughs> I tried to find out. I couldn't see it. So, drinking game. Anytime she looks at least seven feet tall, drink. I, I would say you I definitely have to drink every time she says that she is the, the tall girl. Anytime where she compares, she sees herself as less than human. Because <laughs> she's tall. <laughs> Only because she's tall. Um, I also would take a sip every time Dunkelman is a horrible person and creeps you out too much. That's you definitely already... have to you have to take a shot at the end when he no finish your drink at the end when he stands on the milk crate. Yeah, ch- you gotta open a brand new drink and chug the whole thing for the milk crate. <laughs> <laughs> and you definitely have to take a shot every time the milk crate um, is a plot point or like specifically talked about because there's times where he just has it, but take a shot every time it's talked about, which is only like twice before then. Uh. Like, pour one out for the homie when Sabrina Carpenter saves this movie. Because <laughs> she does it a lot. I take a sip every time there's a part that is just, has a, one of those lines that's, like, funny. So, like, when Sabrina Carpenter's on scene. Mm-hmm. On, which she does stare, her character does stare off outside the window and <laughs> delivers, like, lines that, like, kind of make sense a lot. But it's very good. And that'll fuck him up. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Um, there's not a lot of, like, recurring... I mean, there are recurring things that happen, but it's also... Oh, take a shot when you remember that she has a friend. That's <laughs> <laughs> not Dunkelman. But don't take a shot when she remembers, because she don't. <laughs> she doesn't at all. Um, yeah, so, and that should be good. What is... Hold on. How would you fix this movie? Different actors? See, like, I, I still think the concept about Tall Girl is still flawed. It definitely is. Like, yeah, sometimes people who are, like, different than the normal ha- have it tough. But, like, did we really... Was that, like, the group that needed to be represented right now? Definitely not. Um, definitely more people of color needed to be in this movie. Yeah, and, and, and again, to, I think to set it in New Orleans makes that even more obvious that... Something feels off. Yeah. It, it was made it very blatantly aware that there is only white people in this movie. And the non-white people that are in this movie are barely in it. Like, yeah, it's like, why is this, like, young, seemingly interesting black girl putting all of her interest in caring about a white girl's love life? That's a common trope in rom-coms that always mm-hmm. just feels really deeply weird. And not war like not deserved. Yeah. It's like why doesn't she get her story? 
Yeah. Because apparently she had a very interesting one. Yeah. So, yeah. I. So that's why I like... This movie's hard to fix because of that. Yeah, because just the general concept is so... It's, it's flawed. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not like... I'm not saying it's... Because it... It's not totally out of, like, left field that this would be something that, like, people struggle with. But it's definitely not needed a movie about it. It just, it feels like, I'm, I just don't get how so many people saw this concept and was like, yeah, this is it. This is the one. These people need their time in the limelight. This is the movie we need to make right now. It's, also, it's like, yeah, tall girls are like models. Yeah, again, she's could be a supermodel. Really, I think she she's is. got she's got like a really cool, interesting looking face. I think she is a model. What's her? What was? I don't even know her real name. I don't either. Ava Michelle. Oh my god! Oh, she was on Dance Moms. Oh shit! Wait, that is blowing my mind. <laughs> I, I need to see photos of her on Dance Moms. Oh my god, I remember her. Was she a mom? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, she looks so different, because in Dance Moms, they only ever have their, like, hair in the dance pony thing. Right. Oh my god, yeah, I totally recognize her now. That's so funny. Where was the dance scene then? I'll say it. Use your skills. <laughs> she sang. Yeah, oh yeah, she was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't see... Uh, yeah, there she is. Walking a runway. So you yeah, can't, I think she's, like, a model. You can't make an actual model play the ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. So what, if you did keep the general conceit of the movie, though, what would you do? If I had to make a movie about Tall Girl, I... I you know what? What it would actually be? It would be... She joins, she's self-conscious about her height. Her dad suggests she joins a, a tall club. She thinks <laughs> it's actually ridiculous, but she ends up making friends and, like, really enjoying herself. I would make Tipper Toppers. And that's where she finds the love interest. Exactly. It would be Tipper Toppers movie. <laughs> that's what I'm I would do. I think that'd be a lot more fun. And a lot less cringy. Oh, there's the original song. By Ava Michelle called Stand Tall that was released for this movie. <gasps> I should have watched the credits. I bet that's where it played. I think it did. I, <gasps> I, I let the credits play. How was it? It sounds familiar. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's the tall girl? Jojo Swa. Why wasn't she the star of this movie? How tall is she? She's 5'11. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jojo Siwa is taller than me. <laughs> I know we just said we should have learned not to make fun of tall, tall people, but <laughs> the fact Jojo Siwa <laughs> is tall is so funny. <laughs> I almost this met is 5'9". Oh, 5'9". My bad. Still funny. Still too tall to be... Still too Still tall too for tall. JoJo Siwa. <laughs> that makes me, like, that makes, I, I think it's just because of her personality. She just seems like a giant tile. A giant toddler. <laughs> I know. So just for it to be, like, actually she's like a full-grown woman. It's just, <laughs> it's alarming. 
But I almost <laughs> met her. My brother wouldn't let me. I was mm. so mad. He, she was in Toledo, just at a Walmart. I'm not sure why. <laughs> and I was like, Adam, we have to go. And we were like running errands or something. He, he said no and he wouldn't let me. And I was so mad. I wanted a picture with her you. so badly. Yeah, our our fixing of the movie would to be make an entirely different movie. So. Yeah, to make Tipper Toppers the film. Yeah. Um, which also still has people of color in it. Yeah. <laughs> More people of color. But, um, so how do you rate it? I, on Letterboxd, I gave it a one and a half star. But mm-hmm. I, I, I still, like, I didn't really know what to rate it. Because part of me wants to give it, like, three, three, three and a half stars, just for being, like, truly, I, we almost didn't, like, fully give credit to just how meant, how just this movie is exactly what you expect, but also not at all what you expect. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, because you cut out and I couldn't hear you. <laughs> okay. I said, this movie is, like, somehow... Both exactly what you expect, but not at all what you expect. Right. And, like, then the dissonance of how well it made it was made versus, like, how bad the screenplay and the acting were. I really don't know how I feel about it. So I'll give it, like, two, star- two and a half stars. So, like, five out of ten. Just halfway through. Because I really just don't know what, what to do with it. That's fair. Um, although, I... I'm gonna give it four stars. (laughs) I'll be honest, I enjoyed myself watching this. Sabrina Carpenter is doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but she is fantastic in this movie. You're right. I'll give it three, and that third star is just hers. (laughs) No one else's. It's only for her. It belongs all Um, to her. She's so good. Um, There were, like like I said, there was a, a handful of... Uh, maybe more than a handful, I don't know. But there was some moments that like were just genuinely funny. It wasn't a bad length. Um, it didn't feel long, at least. Yeah, I was entertained the whole time. It, it keeps your attention. It's like, it's bad in a way that like doesn't, you know, how like Swiped is like horribly bad. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, it does, it has the cinematography, it's there. Um, the and like, music choice, which we didn't get into. Oh, the soundtrack rules. Yeah. It keeps you interested, even though you kind of do know where you do know where it's going at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, the acting's really bad. Um, writing's not great. But I, it's just entertaining, and I just enjoyed myself watching it. Which I cannot say for a lot of the movies that we talk about on here. <laughs> Very true. So, four stars. Um... And also, it's like, the concept is ridiculous in a way where it's like, there's no stakes, so it's just a fun, you know, it's like, the concept is is just so ridiculous that it's fun, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so, again, it's both, it's both good and bad, and not just in, like, the good, bad movie kind of way. In, no. a, in a way that sort of, like Kimmy's character, transcends language. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, because we have, you know, sometimes when people go to rate movies that are bad, they kind of, 
there's this whole thing like, oh, should you look at it with like a like a critical eye? Um, like this movie is critically bad or well, I had fun. It's, it is bad movie, but it's fun to watch. Um, like kind of like Twilight, like Twilight is not like a, uh, is not known for being a cinematically, you know, acclaimed film, <laughs> acclaimed, critically acclaimed movie, but it's fun. And so people like it. Um, kind of like that, but it's not, it's not like that. It's not like The Room where people watch it because it's bad. This movie, like, transcends both of these, <laughs> where it is very well made, um, but also is still so ridiculous, and it's that's like, why I think it really hits it for me. It's like brushing Ma Realm. Yeah. It's not there yet. Ma's still its own thing. <laughs> but, like, it's oh going over in that direction. I think this is my Ma. <gasps> really? Wow. It might be. I was going to say this is my but we haven't released that episode yet. Oh, I do love movie that hasn't been released. Yeah. Yeah, actually, coming up next, we have our first, like, sort of themed coverage, if you will. Maybe, Yes. Yeah, and uh, and our very first Patreon chosen movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our one donor who got to choose <laughs> the movie all by yourself. Yeah, we have a we have our uh, little dipper stage of our Patreon, which lets you vote on a movie. But we only have one Patreon subscriber, so he just gets to choose <laughs> what we do, and he did. Yeah. So um, and it just it fits in well with the movie we're doing right before it. So it's going to yeah. be a nice theme. It definitely works. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about Tall Girl? Just... Do you recommend that people watch it? I do. It's an, it's an experience that just needs to be experienced. I do too. I honestly think... I still think even after, if you listen to this whole thing, it's going to surprise you. <laughs> yeah, because there to... are things that we just haven't talked about. And honestly, like... Sabrina Carpenter deserves the views. <laughs> she does. <laughs> you, Sabrina Carpenter, you have won two fans. <laughs> what do you recommend uh, people watch? Um, I don't know, Ma. <laughs> That's just going to be, every single time you ask me that, I'm going to answer the same way. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Because I was trying to think of this earlier. It truly is unlike anything I've ever seen before, but also sticks to every cliche. <laughs> I know. It's somehow both. And I I just do not understand. Uh, it shout, I get shout out to the production designer, because I was thinking about like how every single room had a cool different wallpaper on it, and I really yeah. liked it. I guess, like, something similar, I guess, would be, like, To All the Boys I Loved Before, where it's, like, also, like, a cheesy high school romance, um, but it's also still, like, this. I like the cinematography a lot. That's, that that's exactly, it's, like, almost, like, if the same creative team that made To All the Boys I Loved Before made this, but just had a shit script and bad actors instead of what they had. <laughs> yeah, except, like, didn't, like, it was the first draft of the script, and... All of the actors had just read it, like, read it for the very first time. Yeah, um, yeah we yeah. nailed that. 
yeah, any other recommendations? This movie is, like, so far on its own that I can't... It's like I try and think of a movie similar to it, and I just can't think of any other movie, like, in general. I can't name another movie. Uh, here, I'm going to recommend... I, I think I have on this podcast before, but I still want people to watch it. It's called The Dressmaker. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a better script, but it's got that same idea of being, like, really well made, but, like campy also in a way that you don't expect yeah and surprises you is unlike any movie i've ever seen before so that's that's what i'll say all right so that's good okay so also i recommend following me on twitter and instagram (laughs) underscore quinn latifah i am at mala turn up on twitter and um my instagram is lauren underscore mol but that's not very I don't post enough on there. <laughs> yeah, if, if anything, like follow, me. follow her Finsta, but you're not allowed to. So You're not allowed to do that. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, other plugs. We have a Patreon, like we said before. So, yeah, you can also subscribe to our p- Patreon. Um, it's at One Star Movies on Patreon, which is also our Twitter handle. And you can subscribe to our three different levels. Uh, we have our Little Dipper level, which is $1. You get to vote on movies. Um, our $5 level, which is our Big Dipper. And you get bonus content and bonus um, episodes that we will make when we have someone who dis- <laughs> who pays for that. Um, <laughs> or if um, you pay $100, only specifically if you are um, actress Joey King, uh, then you get to uh, subscribe to that level. And then we'll stop talking about actress Joey King. Yeah. But I mean, only... I'll, I'll, I'll admit something. If yeah. someone who isn't Joey King did that, I'd still feel compelled. <laughs> we still might not talk about Joey King anymore. We consider it. It'd probably have to be three or four people who aren't Joey King. <laughs> to make up an, one Joey King. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We came up with an idea on a later episode. But should we do it now? Wait. Our Joey King insult? Oh, I already forgot about that. You gotta go first, because I'm not ready. I'm not ready either. Well, Um, you should have thought of that. Because you're the one that remembered, so you have to go first. So, I'm just gonna say, Joey King, um, why haven't you aged since you were 13? My... If I had to wish upon, it'd be that you didn't act. (laughs) Um, I also feel very morally obligated to just this, <laughs> but it's our brand, so uh, this is what we have to do. You're right. This is officially the best bit we've ever had, though. <laughs> so if you want that to stop, you need to donate a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, it sounds like a lot, but for actress Joey King, she can afford that. Yeah, she was in. The summer of 03. Like, she can afford it. She was in Ramona and Beezus. Yeah. You think Beezus money can't do $100 a month? Wait, wasn't she Ramona? Whatever. <laughs> Neither of us have seen that movie, and we never will. <laughs> Unless, of um, course, our patrons make us. They might. Um, Alright, so that's it. Follow us on Twitter, One Star Movies, and our Patreon. Um, okay, bye. Yeah, that's it. Okay, bye.